April 28, 2013. A 26-year-old woman and a 35-year-old man both went missing. Bodies were found and cases were investigated. But they still don't have the person responsible. This is a story of Haley Acorn and Seabert Crows. Hello, good afternoon, and welcome back to Kelly's Coffee and Crime Chat. This is Wednesday, the 17th of January, and I am recording early for my Spotify Premium and Patreon subscribers, and this is episode 85, and it will be up on the podcast on, I'm going to try to get it up on Friday. So it's two days early for my subscribers and if anybody uh, is interested five dollars will get you all of my bonus episodes five it's not five dollars an episode so if you see it on like spotify premium or spotify and you see some that are locked it's five dollars and you get all of those bonus episodes unlock them and um so that is through And it's the same price on Patreon. So it's $5. It's a monthly $5. So you can spend $5 and listen to all of them. I think I'm up to 14 bonus episodes now. This is episode 85. And um, I just heard about this today. So I want to thank Deb for um, bringing this to my attention. Because it's one I've not heard of. I am drinking Java Mama Frigile. And Frigile is the Italian sweet cream coffee or or Italian I'm pretty sure it's Italian sweet cream um this is from a Christmas story if anybody has not seen that this morning I opened up a new one that I had this morning and it was so good the three beans butter beer that's what it's called it is like a dessert it is a buttery creamy coffee and is so good highly recommended I heard a lot of people loved it but this was the first time I had it so that's what I had this morning oh man I enjoyed every every sip okay I will leave the link in the show notes for Java Mama which is air roasted green and clean better for your gut there's all kinds of different things on there you can look at all kinds of sweets and sugar-free syrups and tea leaves we also have, oh, we have a Valentine's tea coming up and I don't, I'm pretty sure it's available now. It is like got chocolate in it and it sounds really good. If anybody, if there's any tea lovers out there and there's also a Valentine cup, this would be good for a gift for somebody. If you're looking for that, you know, a gift for somebody that loves tea. The, oh man, I mean the, um, the tea sounds wonderful. So I will leave the link in the show notes for our new Mardi Gras coffees are on there and um, our new Scout, which is like Girl Scout, but they can't say Girl Scout. So it's like Camping Scout. There's four different kinds. Um, there's a one that's based on 
Thin Mints, and then there's one, one that's based on the shortbread, which is actually, actually very good. I had it last year. It's called Java Foil, and it's Minty Thins is the other one. Then there's a S'mores, and there's a chocolate one, and those are good also. So just throwing that in there. Got to keep warm on these cold, snowy days, which is what's going on here. But actually, it's a heat wave. It's actually 16 degrees. <laughs> and it's sunny. Mm. Okay, here we go. I haven't, like I said, I've not heard of this. Um, Haley Acorn was born September 9th of 1986. Two parents, Brian and Penny Brown Acorn. And she also has a sibling, a brother named Brian. I didn't get much information on him. Um, she grew up in Atlanta, Illinois, and went to Olympia schools. Um, she loved her Yorkie Lily. Oh, I love Yorkies. They're just the cutest. And she was really into makeup. And when I read about this, I thought she would have been great in beauty school, which is which she would have probably really loved if she loves makeup beauty schools you know really great or cosmetology um the problem was though she was going down a hard road in life she was doing ecstasy by age 13 and then eventually got into meth so she was heading down the wrong path very early um but she never ignored her mother they always talked Haley would always answer Penny's calls. Whenever Penny would call her, she would always answer. By the time she was 26, she had no money. She would boost some essentials from Kroger, like soap, lip balm, and mascara. And when I say boost, that's like taking from the store. Shoplifting. She was caught doing this. She had no money. She, you know, soap, definitely. Um, she was found huffing compressed air which gives one a temporary high i did not know what huffing was i had to look it up it is extremely dangerous to the brain and organs your lungs your liver kidneys everything so it's very very dangerous do not do it i did not know this was illegal but it is in illinois i had no idea that um inhaling cleaners in your house purposely i mean inhaling to get a high is illegal so do not do it now it's illegal in illinois i don't know about anywhere else but that was something i learned i did not know that now when police picked her up for this she told them in her words she was homeless didn't have a job i don't know if she said she didn't have a job she didn't have any money and her life sucked this was what she told police like i said she never ignored her mother's phone calls or nothing and her mother thought it was strange because shortly after she told the police this, when they picked her up, not long after this, she was gone. She was last seen Sunday, April 28th of 2013 in Bloomington, Illinois. She was reported missing around May 1st. Now, some say she was missing. She was reported missing that same day, um, April 28th. But as we all know, when you report somebody missing, and especially if it's somebody with a, a record and that's been picked up by the police a lot, they won't look into it. They will say, oh, she's a runaway. Oh, she's probably off somewhere. You, you just can't find her. So I think that's what happened because I think with this girl's life and her record that I think that more should have been done and wasn't. Um, 
So, of course, her mother thought it was strange that she didn't call her that day or didn't answer her calls. Um, but police got a 911 call on May 7th. So she was missing that whole time. So that's over a week. Um, May 7th, they got a phone call from a farmer who found a body about a quarter of a mile north off the intersection of McLean County Roads, 150 East and 1100 North. This was northwest of Stanford, Illinois, and she was found by a creek. And Stanford, Illinois, I looked on the map, it's about 15 miles from Bloomington. It was, it, it estimated to about a 20 minute drive, I guess, depending on how fast you're going, but not really all that far. So um, no items of Haley's were found there. No vehicle. They thought she was killed in another area and dumped there by the creek. Police would not disclose how Haley died, but told Penny, her mother, that she was raped and strangled. That's what the police told her mother, but they never came out and said, at least I don't think they ever did. I don't know about right now, but after this happened, they never came out and said what she died of. No other information or leads in her death. And it seemed that her case was forgotten. Again, could it be because of her lifestyle? You know, her record? Do they even care about what happened to her? Because you hear about this happening a lot. And when it's with somebody uh, that has a hard, hard life and somebody who's who's homeless living on the street, they, they just, I don't want to say they don't. Um, work hard because I do believe that there are police and detectives that do work hard on cases. I, you know, I, I see that all the time on, on, on TV and on, you know, that they, and, you know, documentaries, they do work hard, but I'm not sure about the, about this because it's very strange because there's another thing about this case, a man that she knew, Haley knew 35 year old Siebert Kroos, C-R-O-S-C, I'm pretty sure that's how you say his name, um, nicknamed Junior in quotes. He was a family of four. He loved the outdoors, fishing, and cookouts. He had his own business. He was a professional painter for SC Painting, um, which SC is his initials. He also had a hard time with drugs and alcohol, but he was turning his life around. Now, he had been charged with drug possession. Police found cocaine on him during a traffic stop, and this was five months before April of 2013. So April 15th of 2013, five months later after he was found with cocaine on him at a traffic stop um, and was charged. Um, He got some beer early that day from a store in Normal, Illinois, deposited uh, $1,125 from a payroll check and took out over $160 from an ATM. He was shown on cameras that night and about 10.30 p.m. at night at a Bloomington convenience store was the last time he was seen alive. That's about the last um, sighting of him that they found, at least from what I read in my sources. And he was reported missing April 19th. So 13 days after he vanished, this was 13 days later, a fisherman found Cross's body in Evergreen Lake, Hudson, Illinois. Now this was on the same day as when Haley went missing. 
This was the same day that they found him, and that would have been April 28th. They did say alcohol and cocaine was in his system. After repeated attempts to find his truck in the lake, they couldn't find it until May 5th. It's like they they repeatedly tried to find the the truck in the lake and couldn't do it. And then on May 5th, May 5th, they found it, but I don't understand why it took that long because the truck was found near where his body was. It was near the West Boat launch. So I don't know why it took them that long to find the truck. I don't know. I don't know how deep this lake is, but it had, it had appeared to them that he tried to swim to shore, but didn't make it. His death was determined as drowning by accident. His sister Diane and her daughter Ashley don't believe it. They say he did not drive into that lake with alcohol, cocaine, whatever he's doing. He did not drive into that lake. An email surfaced that one of Siebert's family members got from a forwarding. Somebody had forwarded them. This email said that a man killed Siebert because the man's, the man's wife the man that killed him, his wife was having an affair with Siebert and that his body was dumped in a creek near El Paso, Illinois. His truck was taken apart in a shop. Okay, this is false information because we know they were, he was found, his truck was found in the lake and so was his body. So he wasn't dumped in a creek near El Paso, Illinois. <laughs> it's like um, people who do that, really, it's like, I, I can't stand people who do that. They make phone calls like that too to the police and give them false leads. It's like, get a life. Don't be, do not be doing that. Because that's not right because the police will be looking into that instead of looking into what really happened to him. Nothing involving foul play was present in Siebert's home or on his two computers. His case is closed. They cannot find any, anything with foul play. His case is closed, but Haley, who knew Siebert and went to his house, even, still needs justice, so her case is still open. They're wondering if they are connected, so if they could find out what happened to Haley, maybe they can find out if Siebert's case was um, foul, you know, was foul play and not an accident. I ran on, like I said, I was told about Haley's case and then I ran on to the other case while I was reading about hers. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Something just seems very odd to me about that. Um, And all these towns are not far from each other that I named off. So, I mean, I just don't understand why he was in Hudson, Illinois. If he was just going to the convenience store and that late at night, I I don't know. The whole thing just really confuses me about his case. Um, There are photos online. There was a last, the last photo she had got from a surveillance camera was the day she disappeared. And Haley was somewhere, but you can't, it almost looks like, it doesn't look like she was in, it almost reminds me of a, the wall behind her is like, looks almost like she's in a hotel. Like, I can't tell. I can't tell. And she's standing there. I'll, I'll post it on Instagram, my Facebook pa- uh, private page, Kelly's Coffee and Crime Chat. But it is the last um, 
photo. They say they don't know where she was. I don't know why they can't find out where she was. I mean, look at the wall that's behind it. It's, it's, it's like a very nice, it looks like a very nice place. Like you would just be sitting on a couch somewhere. It just looks very nice, but it looks like she's standing at a counter. And there is part of somebody standing next to her, but I don't know if that person's next to her, you know, like when you're at a counter and there's two lines, it could be maybe he, somebody else was waiting on him. I don't know, but she don't look like she's really talking to anybody. She's just standing there. And I think she's got like her hands on her hips or something. It's very strange um, that they don't, cannot find out where she was. I wouldn't think it would take that much. All you gotta do is like kind of track maybe, well, if she was homeless, maybe you wouldn't know where she was that day. But the wall where that was, you would think would be very distinctive to where she could, somebody could find out where that place was. I don't know. It just really shocked me. Um, but it, they say they don't know where, where she was when this picture was taken or when this was on the surveillance camera. So I will post that. It's a very sad case. I cannot believe that this has not been solved. I think it, it almost sounds like there's more to it, but they're not saying anything like they're being hush hush about um, how she died, when she died, you know, all of the, the details of it. So I thought this case, these cases needed attention, both of them. And that's why I'm talking about them. And I'm so glad that Deb told me about the, about this. Um, I really hope that there is more on the case. You can even look look her up because there might be even more out there than I, than what I found. Um, but that is the case of Haley Acorn and Siebert Kroos. And I really hope that, and if I do hear anything, I will do an update. I try to do that. If I hear anything about the cases that I do that are unsolved, I want to do updates on them as well. So, Like I said, it is Wednesday, January 17th and snowy or it's there's snow on the ground, but the sun's out also. So, um, but it is still a little windy here in Illinois. I found a really good documentary on Max called Where Murder Lies. I like that one. It's very good. It talks about this last one I watched, though. It seemed like it just ended. I'm like, wait a minute, it's over? And it was about a girl who, oh, what was her name? She kept changing her name. And then she died. And they found out that she wasn't the real person. And she, it went back and they kept saying that she kept changing identities. And she would just change identities all the time. And she was running from her past but then it didn't, I don't remember saying anything about her past, unless I missed something. I think her last name was Ruff, R-U-F-F, and I thought that was a, an alias, and I forgot her first name, but it's on Where Murder Lies on Max, and that's a good one. It, it talks about, well, besides that one that I just watched, a lot of the other ones talk to the family members of, because it's, the name of it is, it says Where Murder Lies, but lies means lies that you tell so there's people that know um the murderer or they're related to him and didn't know that they did it so they talk about 
um, their side, what they um, found out. And then there's always somebody talking about that's that's related to the victim. And sometimes they come together, you know. Um, the one case about the guy in the 70s who, see, I'm terrible with names. They were at a bowling alley after the prom and a guy opened the door, beat him up, the the young boy up with the gun back back of the gun and then took the girl and then they found the girl dead somewhere else and while he was there he dropped the magazine of his gun or something part of the gun dropped on the ground i think it was a magazine all these years it went unsolved and then genealogy dna solved it i don't know if anybody knows what i'm talking about and i cannot remember the people's name but everybody a lot of people accused the boyfriend through his life and he didn't even do it this whole time anyway um the victim the female her brother was on there talking and the the son of the guy of the killer was on there talking and at the end it was nice that they came together his son was so brokenhearted finding this out that his dad had done this to this girl and they're also thinking that he probably killed other people but they just don't know and now he died he died while he was in prison so he didn't really serve long sentence but um it was nice to see them come together and pray and it was just it, it, it's a, a very good show I like I just didn't much care for this last I might have to watch this last one again maybe I missed something but it is a very good show and that's on max I get confused sometimes I think it's on Netflix but um another thing I did watch I started watching the new true detective with Jodie Foster very good first episode but I had to look some stuff up on it to so that it paid attention to what I was thinking I, if I went and read up on the case because a lot of times I mean not on the case on the episode because I'll read up on it and then it'll help me understand it better if I wouldn't have done that I'd have been totally lost by the end of it but um it did kind of help me understand it more so I did start watching that it's called Night Country and it takes place up in Alaska so um i think it's going to be pretty good it's two female detectives this time it's it's usually men i think um season two had rachel mcadams in it i think as one of the detectives if i can remember like i said it's been years because they don't they don't come out with these very often it doesn't seem like it seems like it's been a long time since the last season which i started watching because i didn't watch season three and it reminds me of the west memphis three so it's pretty good too so anyway, <laughs> that's what I've been watching on TV. I'm trying to think if there was anything else that I've been catching, but I haven't. I don't think anyway. Uh, new season of American Monster started last Sunday. So that's on. And that's about all for today. I just wanted to tell this case, get it up here early for my subscribers and my supporters. And if you can't support or subscribe, I understand. It also helps to do um, word of mouth is good, sharing the podcast or giving reviews on Apple. Apple On Apple Podcasts, you can do a written review. And on Spotify, you can just rate them with the stars. It'll say rate this episode. The, you hit the dots or something, the three little dots, and it'll say rate this episode. And then it goes to the stars and you can give it how many stars you want. So, but that's all for today. I hope everybody stays warm and your power stays on and everybody's good with everything, with driving. Hopefully there's no fatalities in driving. Oh, it's scary driving. 
if it's blizzard conditions out or icy. So everybody stay safe, stay warm, and I will see you next time.